There is no end to God's goodness. God's favor is on you because of Christ Jesus. And now for Uncommon Favor Part 8. Well, thank you for joining Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Well, we'd like to share just a little humor. Two friends had been arguing over a conversation that went on for many years. One of them claimed that Jesus was white. The other claimed that he was black. And the years had gone by, and they both, surprisingly, soon died. And they died on the same day. And both of them ended up in heaven. And the apostle Peter happened to walk by, and they immediately ran to the gates of heaven. And they said, excuse us, we've been arguing for many years, and now it will all come to an end. Tell us, is Jesus black or white. Just then, Jesus walked up to them and said, Buenos dias. <laughs> well, I've been on a series on the book of Daniel, and so I'm continuing that this morning. We're on part eight, something called an uncommon favor, uncommon favor. I've been taking a hard, long look at the book of Daniel and just allowing God to speak to us. These are some powerful young men in the book of Daniel, and they're there for a reason. They're there for us to glean from their lives, to absorb characteristics and traits into our lives. They're, they're there for our examples. We see a demonstration of God in Daniel, unlike we see anywhere else in the Bible, We see the demonstration of God's power. We see the demonstration of God's power. Now, somebody told me once, one time I was having a little trouble. I was kind of conflicted. I was kind of disturbed and agitated because I wasn't seeing the manifestation of God's power in some areas that I wanted to see it in. And I was talking to my daughter, Alicia, and I said, Alicia, power of God's not working here, not manifesting like I want to see it. She said, you're looking in the wrong place. She said, you're looking outwardly. But she said, the power of God is just as strong inwardly. She says, the power of God that heals a broken heart. She says, the power of God that gives the mother the strength to go on after losing a child. She says, the power of God that gives the ability for a couple to forgive one another and to restore a marriage. She says, the power of God that changes the heart. It's the power of God that's at work. I said, well, go on, professor. (laughs) Man, she taught me something there. She taught me there, but I knew it was a Holy Spirit moment. It was a God moment, and I received that. So the power of God is at work in our lives in so many different ways and facets and forms. The power of God. So here in the book of Daniel, we see the power of God. We see the presence of God. We see the favor of God. We see the peace of God. So we see God at work. We see his sovereignty at work. We see the protection of God at work 
in the book of Daniel. Daniel calls our attention to a whole lot. Daniel is saying, folks, if you have forgotten your protection covenant, don't forget I am the God that protects you. Don't forget that. Daniel wakes us up. Daniel is like a reminder to us. Don't forget Psalms 91. It's alive. It's real. It works. And so the Holy Spirit showed me. He said the entire chapter of Psalms 91 was swooshed right into the book of Daniel. They took it in. They took in Psalms 91. And Psalms 91 took on flesh and it was lived out. In the book of Daniel among these young men. I said, man, that's powerful. We forget sometimes how powerful God is as our protector. Don't forget your covenant of protection. We live in a dangerous world. We live in dangerous times. Don't forget your covenant of protection. You're God's children. You're God's people. You don't live like the world. There's a protection covenant. Daniel reminds us of that. Don't forsake your protection covenant. Don't forsake the Daniel reminds us of that. So Daniel is so powerful. It's a powerful book. Also, I just want to share some nuggets out of the book of Daniel. We learn from the book of Daniel that there is no end to God's gifts. There is no end to God's goodness. There is no end to God's miracles. No matter how good he has been, he's not done. We learned that in the book of Daniel. He began doing one thing after another, after another. And he just kept showing his goodness. He kept showing his favor. He kept showing his grace. And it was, it was asked to say to us, there's no end to my goodness. You haven't seen all of my goodness. You haven't seen all of my blessing. You haven't seen all of my favor. You haven't experienced all of me yet. You haven't seen all of my grace. It's one after another. And so in the book of Daniel, I just jotted down what I noticed. It was one after another. First, God blessed them with vibrant health, vibrant health. And he didn't stop there. Then they had exceptional learning. Then his goodness just kept flowing. Then they had exceptional wisdom. Then they had exceptional skill. It was one after another. And it was God's way of saying, there's no end to my goodness. There's no end to my grace. There's no end to my favor. There's no end to, to my blessing. Just when you thought you've seen the best of God, God will do something else brand new in your life you've never seen before. Folks, you haven't reached the limits of your life. You haven't reached the limits of your life. You're just scratching the surface. There's so much more God wants to do in your life. There's some exciting things that God wants to do in your life. Man, it, it, it is good. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's, well, don't turn to your neighbor. I'm sorry. I forgot about COVID. <laughs> My mind is running back to pre-COVID times. <laughs> I slipped back into pre-COVID times. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, I noticed he gave him vibrant health, he gave him exceptional learning, he gave him exceptional wisdom, exceptional skill, didn't stop there, he gave him exceptional knowledge. Then I began to see the Holy Spirit said to me one day, he said, Jesus is your wisdom. And this is what is being manifested in the book of Daniel. Jesus shows up as their wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. Don't forget that. Don't neglect that. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. They had uncommon wisdom. The Bible says that they were 10 times better than anyone else. Out of all the smartest people in the kingdom, Daniel and his friends were 10 times smarter, 10 times better. They had exceptional wisdom. What was 
concept. It was Jesus. Jesus is our wisdom. We've seen that before. We saw it in the life of Solomon. Solomon had unusual wisdom. It was Jesus' wisdom. Jesus was his wisdom. Jesus was his wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. In fact, when Jesus came, Jesus said, a greater than Solomon is here. A greater than Solomon is here. The wisdom of God. Jesus is the wisdom of God. And so Jesus shows up in the book of Daniel as their wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. You never have to be in the dark. You never have to be in the dark about a situation. You never have to be in a situation where you don't know what to do because Jesus is your wisdom. Jesus is your wisdom. I had never thought about this. Jesus actually makes you smarter. Jesus actually makes you smarter. I heard a story about a woman over in the country of Singapore, and she was an underachiever. She was an underachiever, actually kind of mentally slow. She became a multimillionaire, and she told people, she said, Jesus made me wealthy. She said, Jesus taught me how to do it, because everybody knew she couldn't have done it. She was slow. Jesus was her wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus will cut the light on. Ask him. Ask him. He'll show you. Ask him. He's with you. Just say, Jesus, what do I do? Show me. All he wants us to do is to acknowledge him. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally, generally. He's happy to share with you only if you'll ask him. He's your wisdom. One of my daughters, my oldest daughter, she had hit something on the highway and it kind of been up her front bumper. And uh, so, being the great mechanic that I am, <laughs> I wouldn't have to take a look at it. And I'm just joking. I'm not mechanically inclined at all. <laughs> I can barely change a light bulb. <laughs> so, I'm not mechanically inclined. So, I just went out there. I was just really going out to excess the damage. <laughs> So I went out to excess the damage, and man, so I went out there, and of course, the front bumper was hanging off, and my wife had told me, about it, you know, she hit something on the highway. And so I bent down, and so one of my neighbors came out. He came out the front door, and so I wanted to make it look like I knew what I was doing. So I put my hand, you know, I really, I got serious. Like, I'm really, I'm, you know, I act like I was in the body shop, so. But while I was doing it, all of a sudden, light came, wisdom came. And I saw exactly how to fix it. And I snapped this in. I snapped that piece in. Everything slid into motion. I said, whoa. (laughs) Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus knows everything about everything. He knows everything. He's there if we would just only ask him. If we would only ask him. Jesus knows and so he is our wisdom. So the book of Daniel brings that out. The fact that Jesus is our wisdom. These were smart cats. Smart cats in the kingdom. Ten times smarter than anybody else. All because God was showing his power. God was showing who he was. Jesus showed up as their wisdom. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus is our wisdom. You don't have to live in the dark. You don't have to live in the dark. He's our wisdom. He's our wisdom. Jesus will tell you what to do. He'll tell you where to go. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll send you to the right place, the right person, get you to the right information. He'll lead your steps. We simply ask him. We ask him for wisdom. Father, I need you. God 
is at its best when we come to the end of ourselves, when we show him that we need him and that we depend on him, we ask him and we trust him. That's when God is at his best. God is at his best when we rely on his strength, we rely on his power. Oh, man, I was talking Thursday night. Man, we got over into the power of God and how the power of God keeps us in trials. And the reason the power of God keeps us in trials because it's not our strength we can't rely on our strength. It's not on our ability. It's when we come to the end of ourselves and say, God, I need help. God, I need you to help me. God, help me. Just simply ask him for help. It's the greatest prayer that you can pray. God, help me. God, help me. Show me. I need your help. Man, Jesus is our wisdom. And he's available. And he's willing. He loves to help. He loves to help. He loves to help. He loves us. He loves us that much. And so we find in the book of Daniel, Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. Praise God. Glory. Jesus is our wisdom. You know, some of the other things I found here in the book of Daniel is I found that Daniel and these young men, they were hated on quite a bit because they were so blessed, because the favor of God was on their lives. And and so there were other people that were scheming and conniving and trying to bring them down, trying to cause them harm and all of this. And the thing I noticed about these young men is that they never, ever tried to retaliate. They never responded to the haters, never responded to the haters. Not everybody's going to be happy about your success. Not everybody is going to be happy when you're blessed. And so when these haters showed up, they didn't even respond to them. They didn't respond to them. And it teaches us a powerful lesson, which is, you know, don't treat people the way they are. You treat people the way you are. It's a powerful lesson. You're going to encounter some nasty people. You're going to encounter some difficult people. You don't treat them the way they are. You treat them the way you are. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with Christ Jesus, and that's who you are. And so we treat people. We don't respond to them the way they are. We respond to them the way we are. You don't let the worst of people get the best of you. And that's what I saw with these young men. They had an exceptional, exceptional character, exceptional character. And that's why they prospered. They prospered because they were focused. They were excellent in what they did. They trusted God. They depended on God. They relied on God. And God blessed them. God blessed them. The other thing I noticed, I noticed that they were salt and they were light because they were in the world Babylon is a type of the world, so they were out in the world, and it's a type of us living in the world. And in the world, Jesus taught us that we are to be salt and we are to be light. That simply means we are to make things better and make things brighter. Salt and light, make things better. We are to share God's flavor. We share God's color. That's what salt and light is. Flavor and color is really what it is. We are to add the flavor of God wherever we go. We are to add the color of God wherever we go. We are to add salt and light wherever we go. These young men were in Babylon, which is a type of the world, symbolic to us that we too are to be salt and light, representing God's kingdom. We're in this earth for a reason. And here's my next point. When, when these young men got into Babylon, one of the first things that happened is King Nebuchadnezzar changed their names. And they had very powerful names. One of them was named Hananiah, 
One of them was named Azariah. One of them was named Mishael. And their names meant the grace of God, the strength of God, the help of God. Daniel's name means God is my judge. They had powerful names, and God was in all of their names. And their captor, first thing he did was change their names because he wanted them to forget who they were. And the enemy so often will try to change our identity. And so the enemy will say to us, you're not worthy, you're not capable, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not good looking enough, you don't have the credentials, you're weak, you're pitiful, you're sinful, you're broken, you know you don't deserve it. So the enemy changes our label and so that's the way we start seeing ourselves and as a result... We don't fulfill the things that God wants us to do. But no, God's name on us is that you are worthy. You are loved. You are accepted. You are created with gifts, talents, abilities. You're wonderfully, fearfully made. You have an assignment. God created you for a reason. You're in this earth for a reason. He's given you special gifts. No one can fulfill quite like you. You're here He's called you. He's anointed you. He loves you. He's redeemed you. He's restored you. But the enemy will try to change your identity so you won't fulfill the gift and be the gift that God made you to be to the world. So the enemy changed their names because he didn't want them to realize who they were nor whose they were. He's the grace of God, the help of God, the strength of God. And God is my judge. And so throughout that book of Daniel, we learn who we are. We learn who we are. We learn that we have his name. We have his name. We have his name. We're chosen. We're forgiven. We're redeemed. And not only that, we're now sons. These four young men were somebody's sons because they were all teenagers. These were sons. And it was God's message to say to us, you're sons. You're sons. You're sons. We are sons. We're sons now. We receive the spirit of sonship. Book of Galatians tells us we receive the spirit of sonship whereby our hearts can cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Abba, Father means Daddy God. Also means Father, Father. It also means Dear Father. Here's the one I love. It also means Papa, Papa. We can now cry, Papa, Papa. That's my most intimate, endearing term. I love to call God when I'm in prayer. I say, Papa, Papa. You want to get close to God, just call him Papa. Papa, Papa God. Not Papa Smurf. Papa, Papa (laughs) God. Papa God, Papa God, Papa God. Praise God. In my next series, I'm going to share on the names of God. Man, it's pretty interesting. I start looking into it. And it is so wonderful the way God reveals himself to us through his name, through his name. And so we begin to see the power of that in the book of Daniel because he revealed himself as God is their judge, as God is the grace of God, the help of God, the strength of God. And those are just four facets of his name. But God is so multidimensional. God is so omniscient and it, 
he's just really beyond our comprehension. And so he gives us these names just to reveal. But God is inexhaustible, so you could never unpack all that God is. He just he gives us something that our finite minds can kind of grasp hold of. So God will bring a lot of things down on human terms so we can kind of grasp it and receive it. But God is he's so infinite, so inexhaustible. That's why when Moses asked me, he said, God, who do I tell him sending me? He said, tell him I am. Moses like, come at me again. He said, tell him I am. He said, do you have a last name? Yes, that I am. <laughs> I am that I am. I am that I am. I am that I am. And God didn't limit himself there because God knew that he would reveal himself eventually as whoever we needed him to be at the moment. He is your doctor when you're sick. He is your attorney and your judge. He is your savior. He is your deliverer. He is your provider. He is your protector. He is your righteousness. He is your sanctification. He's the one that sets you apart. He's the one that cleans you up. He's the one that makes you holy as he is. Oh, man, so I'm kind of excited to get over and start studying the names of God, the names of God. But I'm going to stop right here. Give the Lord a hand for his word. I'm done, man. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I just wanted to let you know that God's favor is on you because of Christ Jesus. God's favor is on you because of Christ Jesus. That's one of the main messages of Daniel. His favor is on you. Because of Christ Jesus. That's what Jesus has done for us. The favor of God's on you. The favor of God is on you. The favor of God is on you. And I was driving, I was driving in my car. I had a flat tire on I-20 about two weeks ago. And I had been driving the car for about two years with no spare tire. But about three weeks ago, I had a strong impression to get a spare tire put in that car. And I did. I followed my heart. A week later, I had a flat tire coming up I-20. I called Hero, and the first question they asked me, they said, do you have a spare? Because they were like, if you don't have a spare, nothing we can do for you. <laughs> and I said, yes, I do have a spare. I said, you won't believe this, but I had just put a spare in my car about a week ago. And when the gentleman arrived to work in my car, he opened my trunk, and it was still in the plastic bag. I had just gotten it. God Knew I was going to have a flat. He had already provided. He saw ahead, provided the need. That's Jehovah Jireh. That's Jehovah Jireh. He sees ahead. He provides the need. He already saw it. That's what Jehovah Jireh would do for you. Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. He was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God already knew we were going to sin and mess up. He had already counted Jesus slain. He provided a lamb for us even before we needed it. Oh, man. God's always ahead of us. He's all wise. He's all knowing. He's infinite. He's great. He's powerful. He's majestic. He's good. He loves you. His favor is on you because of Christ. Because of Christ. Praise God. I'm done for real this time. I'm done for real this time. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. I was teaching this morning and my tablet just froze up on me. And I said, well, 
That's all right. Holy Ghost, you're the tablet. I said, you be the tablet for me. Praise God. God is good. I was just telling you all to ask him for help when you need help. I said, Holy Ghost, I need help. Praise God. He's a very present help. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. God loves you. I love you. And we appreciate you so much. And I just wanted to let you know that his uncommon favor is on you now. Begin to look for that favor. Begin to look for that favor. Begin to expect that favor. It's because of Christ Jesus. It's because of Christ Jesus. I was out of town last Sunday, and I was moving my daughter to Tennessee. So we were taking her, and I told her she has a friend that lived there. I said, have your friend to find me a juice bar. Because I said, when I get I want to go to I have to have a juice bar when I get there. I said, have your friend to find me a juice bar. And so my daughter, Alicia, she never did. She never did ask a friend. So when I got there, the next morning we got ready to go out for breakfast. And my wife and daughter came in and they said, guess what? They said, it's a juice bar in the parking lot of the hotel. I said, wow, God, that's your favor on me. That's your favor on me. God, your favor is so good all the way down even to a juice bar. Little things. It's a little thing. God loves you that much. He'll do little special things for you just to show you his favor. Just to show you his favor. Just to show you how much you mean to him. It's the favor of God. It's the favor of God. Oh, man, we're so blessed. We're so privileged because of Christ Jesus. And we have such good news. We have such good news. We got to share it with everybody. We got to share it wherever we go. Christians, we've been in church so long, sometimes we forget we have this good news. Sometimes we forget it because we've enjoyed it for so long and we just come to church and go home and live our lives. Folks, you're carriers of salt. You're carriers of light. You're carriers of God's glory. You're carriers of God's love. We've got to share the story. We've got to touch somebody, share this with somebody. It's too great to hold. It's too great to hold. Praise God. I'm finished for the third time now. (laughs) You know, back in the old Baptist churches, that's what the preacher would say. This is my third close. (laughs) Praise God. I'm done. I'm done. Amen. Y'all better be glad my tablet stopped working. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is so good. He loves to just have fun with us. He loves to have fun with us. Amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part eight of the series titled Uncommon Favor by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7915. That's 7915. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7915 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brother, you need the word.